So over the holiday season, I thought it would be a good idea for us to cover off just a few little eagerly piggly things that are going on in the industry in a few short little podcasts. And so this is going to be the first of them. And the, the topic I would like to introduce to you, gentlemen, is Adobe's new voice modelling software that they debuted towards the end of 2016 and what it might mean for the industry. So for those of you who aren't aware, Adobe have brought out, it's not for sale yet, but they've shown the development of a, some software that listens to about 20 minutes of a voice and can then have a script typed out and it will repeat the script back in a Siri type of way, uh, but using the voice that it's been shown. And I was interested from a voiceover's point of view, from both of you, what you thought that might mean for the industry and, and how you felt about that. I'm uh, getting into real estate, I've decided. <laughs> <laughs> what, your voice or you? <laughs> me. No, seriously, I, I, it's um, an interesting concept and, uh, you know, we always sit there going, oh, it would never work. But, you know, someone will make something work. It's mm. like the new Slate microphone that's out there now, which is emulates U47s, U67s, whatever, and it's mm. really, really close. So... Based on that theory, then I think we as talent should start talking to lawyers and um, finding <laughs> out legally how we can copyright our voices mm. and how that will play yeah, out if somebody great, actually does. You know, that's a great point because it does leave itself point. open, doesn't it? Yeah. The, uh, but I, I got to tell you, I'm not that concerned about it hmm. for a couple of reasons. One in spite of the fact that it looks fabulous and they did such a great job with the presentation and I will I will say the technology is fabulous it's amazing mm. what they've been able to do but mm. it's still limited and it's it's pretty much like any other text to voice type thing after a while because it's recorded certain styles voice styles and it emulates those styles it's going to repeat that same style over and over and over and over again mm. So what happens is that after a while, there is, uh, you just get tired of listening to it. Yeah, you know, it becomes there, repetitive. There's an ear fatigue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's the same emulation over and over and over again. And you know, as, as well as I do, as voice talents, that our clients want us to emphasize certain words. They want us to show up a word, a little love here and there, you know, that sort of thing when we're doing. So it's not really that compelling for commercial work. It might work for e-learning or um, maybe some narrations. Mm. But for something that requires a bit of acting, it's just not going to work. The second thing that I see about it is that I think it's going to help the, the voiceover industry. And here's why. It's going to weed out the people that are doing voiceovers for hobbies. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and those people that are charging extremely low rates because they're not going to be needed anymore. So if you're doing jobs for, you know, 50 bucks for a commercial or even 50 bucks for an, for an hour's worth of work, they don't need you anymore. But for talents who are charging more because they're able to act and be able to bring a little bit more to the table in the way of character and presentation and reality and nuances that can't be reproduced by a computer, it's going to help us because it separates us from the field. So I, I'm not too worried about it. I, I kind of look forward to it because I realize that it is going to hurt a lot of voice talents 
but it's going to hurt the ones that are uh, really just not in it to make a living, just in it to for a hobby and, and having fun with it. And God bless them. I'm all for people doing that. I really am. Um, I mean, it's just like there are movie stars and then there are local community theater actors. Mm. And God yeah. bless them. They're, they're still actors. Mm. But for voice talents who uh, do this as a hobby... Um, they're probably not going to have much work available to them because of this technology. But I don't think it's going to affect the, uh, the voice talents who are really depending on their voice acting abilities. Let me take you 20 years down the track, since we're only at the beginning of this, the development of this software. Let me take you 20 years down the track and I'm sitting in the studio. I've got your voice sample in front of me. And if I want a little more emphasis on a word, I press C sharp on my MIDI keyboard. And if I want it to speed up, I use the the, um, the wheel. And if I want it to slow down, I pull the wheel the other way. All of a sudden, I have some manipulation over your voice sample. How do you feel about it then? You still have to have a bank of so many different styles and voice emulations in my particular voice, mm. which means that you will have had to collect those. And uh, for how long would you have had to collect those to get mm. so many of those to be able to create exactly what you're talking about? Mm. Then consider that it would take a, a long, long period of time, probably years. Well, my voice changes through the years. Mm. And so you're going to have a voice from five years ago, and then all of a sudden a voice that's current, and then a voice from 10 years ago. Mm. I, want, I don't want to say it's not realistic. What I'm saying is that it is too complex to be able to recreate uh, a human conversational sensibility. Mm. that really communicates. It's, it's almost like when I talk to somebody who is from another country who's speaking English and speaking it very, very well, I can still pick up little nuances that tells me, oh, they're not natural born or they're not native speaker, you know, not a native English speaker. They have little, little nuances there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me throw this out there. Um, so I've got, I've got two, two thoughts here, Dan. Firstly... There's a famous Australian beer commercial uh, for a beer called VB, which was voiced by a guy called John Mellion for years. Now, he died and obviously the, uh, the ad was so successful that the agency and the client was so so worried about what was going to happen next. They actually went back to, it was days of quarter-inch tape. They went back to all the old session tapes and the next two commercials were cut from outtakes and takes to put together a, a brand new commercial, basically. Really, and back in the day, I remember hearing about it back in the day. We're talking, what, 20 years ago now, AP? Easily. Yeah, yeah, at least, yeah. Um, and so back in the day, that was cutting edge. So my question to you that comes from that is, and from what you were just saying then, is do you think or do you see a day where instead of you actually selling your voice, you're actually selling a disc or a, a file of... <laughs> components of your voice so I can use it. So you, these days we rent software. I can rent Pro Tools if I want to. So do, are you renting your voice to a client for a year? And there is a was price attached to that. I was about to say well, exactly the same thing. It's actually already being done. Mm. Uh, for example, the uh, all of the uh, the GPS units. For example, Garmin is is one of my clients, and and uh, you know they do the the big GPS stuff, and they'll bring somebody in um, uh, to do certain. They have certain sentences and words and lines that they bring them in to do. This technology that Adobe is using was already being developed in a very primitive sense. 
uh, through these GPS companies. Yeah. And uh, and Siri is a good example of that also. So, uh, you know, you don't go in and say every street name and every turn, every curve, you know. And stuff. You don't, you don't yeah. do that when you go in to do those GPS things. You go in and you say certain lines, certain words, certain sentences, and the computer takes that and cuts it up and uses it for... Uh, to create the, the what you hear in the GPS unit now. The problem with that is, is that it doesn't know that certain words are pronounced differently in certain regions. Mm. And so um, it, the only way it would know that is if uh, a human understood that and did it for that particular region. Well, yeah, that's possible to do that. But my God, it's still, you know, the world is a small world, but it ain't that small. Yes, yeah, true. And it's for example, true. we have a, we have a, a street here, a road here in uh, in the Kansas City area called Snaya Bar. Right. Well, if you see that written down, S N I dash A dash B A R, nine times out of ten, people are going to say Snaya Bar. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've got an example of that. I grew up in uh, a suburb called Taramara, which is an Aboriginal word, uh, and the name of the street was Nulla Nulla, which is actually a, uh, an Aboriginal throwing stick. Um, and if you put it into the GPS, you get Nula Nula Street to Ramura. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like where I live. This is, a, this is on my GPS, which is a Garmin. Um, there's a suburb here near Bells Beach where the big surf, um, you know, events happen every year uh, called Torquay, which is an English, you know, town that we've taken on here. Uh, the GPS calls it Torquay. Way. Oh, and then, yeah. uh, like, I live on 3rd Avenue, or just off 3rd Avenue, so when you come out of place, it goes, turn left on 3rd Davenue. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, 3rd Avenue. 3rd Avenue. <laughs> yeah, so it's all, like, it's got all the, everything's in the right, everything's there, but it's all in the wrong spot. Yeah, exactly. So, and, that's, um, and that's part of, again, uh, realizing that that technology is by the standards that Adobe is presenting is by the emulator is, uh, is somewhat primitive, but it, do, it doesn't compensate for those changes. And here's the other thing, words that are spelled one way and pronounced a different way. Yes. We yeah. have a street, for example, that's W-O-R-N-A-L-L. -L. Say that for me. W-O-R-N-A-L-L. -L. How do you pronounce I'd that? I'd say Warnall. Warnall. Yeah, Warnall. I'd say Warnall. It's Warnall. It's yeah, Warnall. spelled like yeah. an N-E-L, Warnall. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 so, but the but the Garmin will say worn all. Yeah. Right. Or or yeah. not necessarily Garmin, but a GPS will say worn all. Because it's taught that A double L means all. Yeah. Yes. Well, there you yeah. go. I just and, thought. And, sorry, you go down. And then other words, normal speaking words like, uh, like the word C O M P L E X, where you put the emphasis are two different things. Is it complex or is it complex? Mm. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. We'll see. Aussies, Aussies probably fall on the the com the the complex. And but, and but see, to us, a complex is of a, place is a location. Live. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. a building. Yes. And complex is something that's difficult. Or, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, see, but I have one. So, we have the southern states. Um, for an example, would be they, they'll say dance. You know, I'm going to a dance. The very sort of more English pronunciation of it yeah in the northern states um it's it's dance that that aussie twang yeah. the dance so there you go anyway i i thought that was an interesting conversation to have i mean i adobe are, are probably on a winner in terms of money because i'm sure there will be people out there who'll be falling over themselves 
to get a hold of that sort of software, whether it translates into a commercial problem for guys like you is yet to be seen. I don't think it will. I don't think it will. I think, uh, like, as I mentioned before, copywriting your voice, we can also sell, like Tomo does, a friend of ours who um, has a company called Kilohertz where he sells, like, basically stems of uh, postal imaging stuff. Yeah. We could actually be selling stems of our voices to these companies and uh, and owning the copyright. So when they use them, we get a residual. Mm. Interesting. Interesting That's that's an interesting twist on that, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Let's see if we can do something. We should talk to a lawyer. I mean, there's going to be someone, I guarantee there'll be someone, especially in America, that will go, yeah, I'll help you make that happen. Mm. As long as I get a cut. You know, it'd be an interesting experiment for both of us and uh, Robbo could do this, if we had exactly the same microphones and, and um, preamps and just recorded our voices, I'd love to see it on a 3D analyzer. Because mm. I've got, I, listening to your voice, and I could be completely wrong, and Robbo would know better, but even though we have different accents, there is something I can hear that's very similar in our voices. Do you think so, Robert? Yeah, there's similar tones to your voices, yes, definitely. Absolutely. One one of the things, though, that, that that's so unique, though, uh, Andrew, your voice is consistent in a particular range. My voice is not. My voice um, will climb, you know, uh, I'll get up into ranges, you know, up here, you know, but your voice stays very steady, very consistent in a, in a very unique range, which is, in my opinion, brilliant. Um, Thank you very much. And my voice doesn't because because I, I think I've got to be I've got to talk down in this range. I've got to speak right here where I because this is where I'm going to deliver. This is what they and they tell me get out of it because that's yeah. not you know you if I get stuck in it it sounds monotonous but yours doesn't so I hate you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving your hate. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Beautiful. All right. All Thanks, right. gents. Well, thank you very much, and uh, we'll um, be back with another one of our short tips. The VO Radio Show is produced in the studios of Voodoo Sound. To polish your next audio production, check us out at voodoo-sound.com. Find professional voices simply all in one place. Realtimecasting.com, including me.